we were singing that just started scanning the congregation and different ones I would think about things that you've gone through in the past sickness death crisis just to see you here and knowing that you're a living testimony that God is greater than any sickness, disease, any sin, any temptation, any crisis. It's a privilege to know the Lord, isn't it? Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. So good to see each and every one of you here today. We welcome all of our guests that are here. Thank you for being here. Mother Hill, so good to see you. Wonderful, wonderful lady of God. We're delighted to have her service with us today. Michelle. I cry with you. Feels so good. Be in the house of the Lord. So good to see her here today. Praise God. It's in prayer meeting last night. I was not planning on preaching this. No thoughts about it. But in our prayer meeting last night, I felt like God spoke this into my spirit. So here we go. If you just, for the next 15 minutes, you would just open your heart up. You could walk out of here this morning with a load lifted off of your shoulders, just feeling like God is in control. Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 8. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I'd like to take you back to the last part of verse number 9 when it said the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And then verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. I want to preach to you for a few minutes this morning on this subject. 
God is merciful, but God is merciful, but I feel such a powerful anointing in this place today, God making a very strong appeal to hearts. I just want you to allow God to work in your life. The mercy of God is so amazing. It's beyond our comprehension. It was that mercy that pushed him to Calvary and brought us God manifest in flesh. The psalmist described his mercy as reaching up into the heavens. Psalms 136 contains 26 verses, and every single verse ends with, His mercy endureth forever. It is amazing how merciful God is. The Apostle Peter describes backsliding as a dog returning to his vomit and a sow that was washed returning to wallowing in the mire. But yet the Bible teaches us that God will welcome them home if they repent. Isn't the mercy of God amazing? All of us sit or stand here today realizing we are so unworthy, so undeserving of such grace and mercy. The psalmist or the prophet, the apostle Paul, rather described the very sins that mankind gets involved in. And he said, and such for some of you. But you've been washed, you've been sanctified, you've been justified by the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. The mercy of God is absolutely amazing. In light of this great mercy of God, it begs the question that Paul asked, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Should we just keep putting off getting our hearts right with God, knowing tomorrow will probably be there and God is merciful? His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Do we just keep procrastinating, making our calling and election sure? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound And the firm reply of the Apostle Paul was, God forbid. God forbid. Maybe a close look at the life of Samson could help explain it. Over and over, Samson would mess up. Over and over, God would help him when he would turn back to him. But those times of failure ultimately took their toll upon his life. And when the end came, it was another touch of God's mercy. But by then, he had lost his eyes. He had lost all hope for a godly lineage to follow after him. And his life was cut short. Yes, God is merciful. But do you want to gamble 
with your never-dying soul? Do you want to gamble with your family? Do you want to gamble your future away? When Solomon built the wonderful temple unto the Lord and, excuse me, the dedication of that temple was so powerful. The glory of God filled the temple to the point the priest could not even minister. After a while, <coughs> Solomon began to pray. And I'll just paraphrase his prayer, but it was something like this. God, would you just sanctify this place for your name to dwell in? And would you make it such a special place, God, that when your people mess up, fall into sin, and you just back off and let go, and enemies come in, and poverty comes, problems come. God, if they would repent and look back to this place, would you be mindful of your name that dwells here and would you forgive them and help them? And God graciously says, yeah, I will. In fact, he gave Solomon a promise that night and he said, in a dream, he spoke to him and he said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And so he did. And so you follow the history of Israel after that. And that's exactly what you see. God blessing them and then times of failure and falling into sin and they drift away from God and then when they would come back, God would restore them and help them. But if you look closely at the times that they were away, it was so costly. Some of them lost the opportunity to see children raised in truth. Some of them lost the opportunity to have a godly lineage to follow after them. Yes, when they cried out, God was merciful. Yes, God said, I forgive. Yes, God said, I'll restore you into the kingdom. But at the same time, there was a price to pay for the time that they were away from God and their family was not enjoying the benefits of having leadership in the home where God was using that leadership as an example to lead the way. It was that way with the prodigal son. He took what God had blessed him with and he wasted it, spent it all in sin. When he came to himself, decided to go back home, it wasn't a problem being welcomed home. The father was there to greet him. Made a great supper for him that day. My son that was lost has come back home. But as the days unfolded, there was the guilt to live with. 
of I've wasted so much of my life and I've wasted so much of what God has given me. Opportunity after opportunity to be a godly influence on somebody else's life was wasted. And now I'm starting all over. James chapter 5 and verse 20 declares, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. There's no greater feeling in the world than winning a soul to God. I've been blessed to enjoy a lot of things in life, but I've just never found anything that compares to talking to somebody about God and seeing that person walk down one of our aisles and kneel at one of our altars and find God. There's no greater feeling in the whole entire world. But you can't do that when you're away from God. Yeah, you can be restored what about all the lost opportunities of people that you could have influenced to live for God? Third John 4, the apostle says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. A couple months ago, our church softball game, and I, I just have not seen Mason play very much softball. I don't think he's played much softball, to be honest with you. But when he came up in the last inning and we were down two runs and had two men on base, two outs, and he hit a home run over the fence. I've played in hundreds if not thousands of softball games. I've never experienced that. And it was a thrill to see my grandson do that. I was so excited for him. I was on the phone on the way home, calling Ryan, said, you'll never believe what happened tonight at our church softball game. Got to tell you. But I'm just going to tell you, it wouldn't mean anything if he was not living for God. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. So I say this, Sister Denise, if y'all come. It's very possible you could wait till next week to get right with God. And if the Lord doesn't come back and you live, I am confident God's mercy will be waiting on you next week. You could wait a month if the Lord doesn't come and you don't die. I'm confident God's mercy will be waiting on you next month. You could wait a year. And if you're still alive and the Lord hasn't come back, I'm still confident. You come back home, his mercy will be waiting on you. But there's still a price to pay when you're away from him. The people that you've interacted with for that past week, or month, or year that you could have shared a testimony of how good it is to live for God and to come back home. We had to wait and wait and wait 
And some have waited so long they find children grown without the ability to influence them and teach them and have a heritage to follow after them. God is merciful, but there's still a price to pay when you're away from him. Think long and hard about the blessing of godly influence. And don't live another day without that being a part of your life. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Don't let me live one more day, God, without being able to be an influence to my family and show them the way. Don't let me live another day without you, God. And live another day without being able to lead somebody to you. God is merciful. But, but, but. As they began to sing, these altars are open. Somebody's wasted enough days. It's time to start making up for lost time. It's time to get right with God and get that godly influence going in your heart and in your life. Some of you have children. Some of you have grandchildren that need your influence. We can't afford to wait another day, another week, another month, another year. On this Sunday morning, God's calling us home to make our calling and election sure for us. And in turn, to help somebody else find God as they begin to sing, would you come and pray on this Sunday morning? God is merciful, but help us today, Lord.